It's Robin Marshall, America's number one sugar mom. Once again, it's a brand new year. And most of us have these things we call resolutions. What's your New Year's resolution? Which I find to be a bunch of nonsense because if you have the will to do something, why do you have to wait to the first day of the year in order to begin? There should be resolutions made all year long. But my problem is where I don't have a resolution. I have a lot of things in my head that I want to accomplish, a lot that needs to get done. And I'm not sure if it's that I need to change myself in order to make these things happen or change my surroundings. Do you ever feel like that? Like sometimes, even though you've lived somewhere forever, you just don't feel like you fit in anymore. Something has changed. And I'm trying desperately to figure it out. I am almost positive I'm going to leave Dallas. And no, it can't be everyone around me that makes me miserable. I mean, there's got to be a part of me that's not accepting of my surroundings. I just can't put my finger right on the problem. I haven't met that person that I connect with. And I'm not talking about just men. I mean women too. Something is missing. I don't know if it's North versus South. Everybody looks at me and says, yeah, well, it's because you're a New Yorker. I don't think that's it because I've been this way for my whole life. There's a certain amount of integrity, depth, intuition, passion that I look for in other people. And it's such a wonderment when I can find all of those things in one. And it seems that I'm finding these little pieces of these things I'm looking for in several different people, but not all in one. No matter if I go out to a bar and sit by myself, or whether I try and make a go with it with a new guy, or I find a girlfriend that I enjoy hanging out with, nobody has everything that I'm looking for. And no, I'm not picky. It might sound like I am. But when you've been through all the stuff that I've been through, and you probably are in the same situation, do we not have the right to try and wait it out or go find what we're looking for instead of standing still in one place? I've just decided I'm tired of standing still. And I don't want to settle. And I want what I want. And I know it's got to be out there. I think the element of people where I'm living are just not the quality of what I'm wanting. It doesn't make them bad people. It doesn't make them inept. It doesn't make them wrong at all. It just means I've reached a point in my life, as the sugar mom says, I want what I want when I want it. And I'm not being a brat about it. I'm being totally honest, and that's why I can't find anybody sitting beside me at a bar, bumping into someone in a supermarket, being on dating sites, because when I think I found it, I meet them and find that there are two to three of the attributes I'm looking for that are non-existent. And how I missed the fact that they're not there by talking ahead or texting ahead, I don't know. I'm aggravated with myself. Really, that's what it comes down to.
I'm tired of being alone. And yet, I'd rather be alone than be with somebody that doesn't meet my criteria. How terrible does that sound? And yet, I am sure you get my point. It's like being married to the wrong person. Same old, same old. I don't even know if I can get married again. In one half of my brain, I really want that. But I don't want someone on top of me all the time. And I don't mean sexually. I mean, I need my breathing space. So I don't want to meet a man who is in his late 50s or early 60s who is retiring because then he's going to be sitting on top of me the whole day while I'm working. I'm very independent. And yet, come five o'clock, isn't it a great feeling to be with someone you really like when the workday has come to an end and you get to sit down, pour yourselves a drink, and compare notes as to what happened during the day. And isn't it a wonderful thing to maybe go out to eat or cook together, sleep together, have great sex together, but then during the day, you are separate. That's the way it's supposed to be. But it's supposed to be that way with the person that shares those elements that you're looking for. I, uh... I just can't find them. I just can't. I don't know if I'm looking for the strangest things, if I'm reaching too far, if I'm looking for perfection, but it's not perfection for the world. It's perfection for me. And I'm very malleable. Like I bend. I have gone as far as dating somebody that is totally off my radar. You know, like trying something that's completely new. I've done it, and I just can't grasp it. I'm good for maybe a week, two, three, and then I realize I'm lying to myself. How can I continue to be with someone that I have to keep trying to make myself make it work? That's not fair to him, and it's not fair to me. Because he's got to feel pressure if he can see it in my face or my mannerisms that I'm not 100%. And I try not to let anybody know while I'm debating within my head. But I'm only as good as I get. My poker face is not perfect. And listen, I'm very real about all of this. I know I'm no picnic. I know I can be very demanding in my own way. You know... You got to make a certain amount of money to take care of yourself or your obligations to your family from a go before you could possibly do anything to take care of us. You've got to be physically fit in order to even be attractive to me. I work very hard at myself. I walk, I go to the gym. When I go see my kids, I find their gym. I play racquetball. Sometimes I find myself walking around my house, which is a perfect square, and I do it 20, 30 times a day just to keep myself walking because I work from a studio in my home. Sex? God damn it. It's important. And I find that men my own age or a little bit older just don't have the ease about it anymore. They have to work at it. At first, I thought it was me. Maybe they're just not attracted to me. But I mean, I've seen men that are in their 30s and 40s coming after me. And yes, it might be they just want to put a little notch in their belt to say, oh, I was with an older woman. It could be. 
But I know that I'm an okay-looking woman. I know that I've got what it takes to turn a man on. I'm very seductive. I'm very much the temptress. You know, I know how to make a man feel really, really special. So it can't all be me. I just think it has to do with age and lack of testosterone or something of the sort. But if a man is healthy, in good shape, and has that problem sexually, don't you think he would go to the doctor and ask, what can I do? And I don't mean take Viagra, and I don't mean having to take any kind of pill when you want to get laid. You know, I'm talking about your whole inner strength. It might be injections. I don't know. But I mean, something that boosts your energy, boosts your male parts. I don't know. I just feel like it shouldn't be about working to make it work. It should just happen. We should just, as women, have, whether it's pheromones or seductiveness or just a beautiful smile that's encouraging, should be enough to make a man want to just grab your hair and pull you down. Oh, lately I'm thinking it's got to be that I look for younger men. And then I take the risk of having a younger man not really understand me. And then I think, well, who gives a shit if he understands me? Because sometimes a woman just wants to get laid. Truly, not just a guy. We all think the same things. It's just a lot of us don't admit to it. Come on now, you know it as well as I know it. But if you ever reach that point where you're just, oh my God, I just want to go out or I just want to find somebody, just throw me down on the bed and do me. You know, we get to that point and the guy can't get it up or the guy isn't what we had hoped for. So we wind up even more frustrated than we were to begin with. Now, I can only imagine from a man's perspective, what could he possibly be thinking if he can't perform? It's got to kill him inside, especially if he's the type of guy that never had an issue before. I mean, he could easily turn it around and say, well, it's her fault. She just didn't do what I liked. Now, that's a bunch of bullshit, truly. I mean, we're not the type to just lay there. I don't know how to save anyone's ego in a situation like that. I try, he tries, you try, your partner tries, and sometimes it becomes futile and you have to just admit defeat. That's not an easy thing to do. Naked. Lord have mercy. It's like if they have a problem to begin with, they might as well just shrivel up and die inside. I don't know what the right thing to do is in a situation like that. I don't know if you give somebody a second chance. I don't know if that second chance will make it even worse. I don't know if he would even want to put himself in a position to try again and admit defeat for the second time. You know, women have it easier in that way. If we have a problem, it's just that one of us may not be as lubricated as we used to be. I don't know about you. There are lots of women that have that problem. But a man that has a problem, it's physically in your face. I take that back. 
It's something you can see with your eyes and feel with your hands and know that it's not coming anywhere near where you want it to go, at least not in acting shape, right? So they've got it far worse than we do. So what do you do after you've tried everything or haven't tried as much because you don't want to call as much attention to it? It's just one of those situations that I'm dumbfounded, even after all these years. I don't know the proper thing to do. And do you know, once again, when I sat down to have this conversation with myself and you, of course, I had no idea what I was going to be talking about. I guess this is just top of mind. And the worst is when you really like somebody. That's the worst thing of all because all the other little pieces fall into place and you're like your feet are hovering above the ground. You almost feel like there's magic dust floating around you. No, you're not in love yet. You might be feeling a drop of infatuation, which, I mean, is good enough for me. It's a really strong beginning. Because like I've said before, the man that owns me in the bedroom is the man that owns me, period. I only need one guy. But if all those other little pieces are floating around me and I see them and they have like this light and this glitter And I know that I'm on the right track. And and he's looking at me in the same way. We have that intensity. We look in each other's eyes occasionally and we can see a little spark. That's what I'm looking for. And when you get to the bedroom, the spark is not there. Oh, fuck. You know, it's awful. Because now you have to second guess all the other things and say to yourself, Is it worth it to stick around because the other things are so good and maybe this will come around in time and maybe it won't? Are you willing to spend that time to try and make it work when he's not even yours yet, right? You don't belong to him. He doesn't belong to you. We're fucked without getting fucked. What better way to explain the situation? I don't know. How many times have I said, I don't know, in this podcast? I guess we have to have a list of things that are the most important that we're looking for in our partners, which I do, and I'm sure you do. And if you do have that list and you're married, you got to make sure that your husband measures up to that list. And yes, I understand we have to be flexible, please. And yes, I know what compromise is, and I do. I'm not like this moron that has to have everything my way, and neither are you. But for God's sake, the basics have to be met. They must be met. Sex, being able to take care of yourself financially, physically, looking the best you can look, being smart, even smarter than us, to keep us in line if we need to be. I mean, I think those are, I don't even know if I said three or four, but they are my basic elements that need to be filled. I just cannot find them all in the same person. I also like when someone lives near me. Remember that Folgers commercial? For goodness sake, the woman lived across the hall from the guy and they would borrow coffee from each other and the little commercial became a campaign and it was just fantastic. And that's what I want in my life. I would like to just meet somebody that has all that or Better yet, there should be some kind of a dating site where you can meet somebody in their own environment. 
their workplace. You know, you can watch them from afar, watch how the co-workers work with him, watch how he treats his fellow co-workers. You know, so you could see really what kind of guy this is in business. He's not just a bumbling fool on a date because he can't help himself. I would love to see somebody sit behind their desk, delegate orders, talk on the phone, see if they know how to sell, how they dress when they're at the office, or how they build a car, anything. I'd like to see what that person is really like when they're not with me. Wouldn't that be way cool? You'd get to know the person before they got to really know you. Lord, you have anything to add to this diatribe? I know. See, this is what every guy I meet has to deal with. Now, no, I don't tell him this shit, but it's all going through my head. And eventually, some of them have to figure that out. Some will stay and some will run. And most often, I'm the one running away. So I believe my conversation was to be about the fact I'd like to move. (laughs) I don't know how I got here, but I'm in conversation. I look around this house and it's filled to the brim with furniture and artwork and little knickknacks and things that are worth a million dollars to me. Maybe not in real dollars, but they're valuables. And I picture at this age picking up and moving and finding a place that's with a bunch of other people, not desolate, not isolated the way I feel I am now. I'm in a neighborhood of houses with people that are married, even older couples. And so I don't even know my neighbors, left or right. I think I've seen them at the mailbox once. We have nothing in common. I'm looking to be with people that are maybe in their 40s and 50s or early 60s that know what they want and have accomplished their dreams and are still going for it. I I love drive. So I want to get out of here. And I'm trying to get myself to the point where I can do this. And I'm blaming it on the weather. It's wintertime. Okay, so who sells their house in the winter? Who goes to try and rent someplace in the winter? Well, maybe me. With my two dogs, that's going to be a treat to try and find some place that'll take the three of us. But I'm serious. I'm really serious. I need to get out of here. I don't believe that I'm fitting the mold of the Southern woman. And I mean Southern like Texas. You know, it's odd because I was just in the Carolinas visiting my kids. And I went out and I met some men that speak entirely differently. I understood them. They were smart. They were intelligent. They dressed nicely when they go out in Charlotte. But I guess it's because I'm in a suburb of Dallas. And a lot of people just dress very casually here. Even when they go out to eat, there's a million restaurants, but you never see anyone in a suit. You very rarely see women dressed to the nines, you know, during the week after work. And that's the way I like to dress. I like to get dressed up. And I don't expect a man to wear a suit every time he's with me. But when I was in the Carolinas, I saw a lot of people that would dress really nicely. And I wonder what it's like in Florida. Maybe I'll find more New Yorkers there and it'll make me more comfortable. I just want to be comfortable in my surroundings and in my own skin.
And I don't want my own skin questioned because of my surroundings. I don't like self-doubt. And that's where I am. I'm doubting myself, my judgment. So my grand plan, I believe, is I'm going to try and Airbnb my house, which I already have it set up as an Airbnb, and it's been quite successful. But I'm going to try and do a month-to-month rental and then go and try and find an Airbnb somewhere else for a month that takes dogs and women like me. And I'm going to just try different areas before I sell my house, if I can get someone to rent the house for a month at a time, and see if I can find a place where I can hang my hat and finally feel like I fit in. That's all I want. You know that feeling where you just, you walk into your house and it feels like a home? Well, my house feels like a house with beautiful things in it, but I don't feel like Dallas is my home. That's my story. And for this week, I'm sticking to it. I would love to hear from you. You can write me right here on the podcast, iTunes, Sugar Mom, or Robin Marshall Sugar Mom at gmail.com. You can go to my website and pick up my book. That's always an interesting read at night. Sugarmom.net. Just click on book and you'll see the diary of a sugar mom. A lot of people spend more time after they read that book deliberating whether it's fact or fiction. And I never tell. I say it's faction. It's a little bit of truth and a little bit of fun. That's all. It's up to you to decide what kind of woman you think I possibly could be. And at the same time, after you read that book, I'd like to know if you would go to the extremes that the character in the book went to to take care of her children. Would you do that for your children? The Diary of a Sugar Mom at sugarmom.net. Or you could buy it on Amazon, but if you buy it from my site, it comes with an autograph, if that means anything. Anyway, if you do like the podcast and you don't mind going back to the homepage, maybe give me a review or five stars or something to show that you've been there. It's important. It's funny. I was watching a college football game yesterday. I think it was uh, Ohio State and Washington. And I asked the person I was with, what are all those little emblems on the helmet for Ohio State players? They all have these little stickers or something. And he said, every time the player does something like has a great play or does something miraculous on the field, the coaching staff gives them one of those emblems or stickers that they put on the helmet. So some of the guys on the team have a million emblems and some have just a few, like they're just getting started. And I thought to myself, what a great concept for a coach to use. It's like being a fifth grade teacher and handing out gold stars every time your student does something special. Well, when you give me gold stars, it's the same kind of effect. It makes me feel wonderful. Like you've really been here and listened and you like it. So keep it in mind the next time you happen to land on the homepage of Sugar Mom by Robin Marshall. I hope you have a wonderful day and thank you so much for spending time with me again. You'll never know how important it is to me. Have a great day. Thank you.
Mm-hmm.